As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everyone? My name is Kendall Key, and I am the creator of the Recovery Meth Podcast. This podcast was created to share my journey of recovery, faith, and life with all of y'all that will listen in hopes to inspire and entice some self-reflection. All right, so let's get started. Let me go ahead and start out with some updates about what's been going on. Just because, you know, it has been, I think, two weeks since my last episode. But with good reason, you know, a lot has been moving around again. And literally, I have been moving around as well. So I actually ended my, um, I guess, my lease with the apartment that I had for the past two and a half years and that's crazy to me like it truly is because you know this is a place that i have called home for the past two years and this is the first lease that i have completed in my entire life like literally the first completed lease that i have finished out even i renewed it and i renewed it again like you know it's just crazy because it's like damn i called this place home for so long and i moved into a house now so and it kind of happened suddenly like everything just happened quickly you know it was towards the end of the month and i'm like all right am i really gonna make this move if so i better do it now spoke to my landlord and i'm like all right how we do, how do we do this legally because you know what i've broken one too many leases in my life already and it's like you know i want to do it up right because you know i am on a different path i'm on a different trajectory right now so i want to keep that going so yeah i started moving slowly and all i gotta say is it is such a blessing to be able to say you know what i've completed my lease twice i legally ended my lease and now i have a new beginning it's a new beginning in a new home and i'm very blessed and very fortunate to have made this change it's a little further on the outskirts but hey you know it comes with its benefits so <laughs> 
Yeah, so that, I had a, I had a lot going on, you know, just making the move and all of that. And I am very happy with that. You know, again, this is a huge blessing because you know what? I give all glory and praise to God for allowing this opportunity to have been placed in front of me. And not only that, but you know, I also got to give it up to my recovery, my sobriety, because there's no way in hell that I would have been able to have completed a lease if I wasn't clean and sober. Like that has a lot to do with all the changes that have been happening in my life is, you know, I had to give it up just because it's like, you know, I'm clean and I'm sober and there's so many doors that have been opening and it has just been amazing. Like this past uh, couple of days, I actually had an opportunity to go out to Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. Like, you know, it, it was crazy. Like, oh my gosh, like, I'm just so fortunate and so blessed. So we have an individual who is getting services in our program. And again, I work at a company called Blue Sage. We are a Native American owned and operated uh, behavioral health service that services the Native American population. So we had an individual that came in from Wisconsin and, you know, doing great in our program, making changes, all that good stuff. But he had to go back because he has court and it was his sentencing. So I was fortunate enough that, you know, my company paid for me to go out and speak on his behalf, but also, you know, introduce our program to the judicial system out there in Wisconsin. So it was crazy. Like I enjoyed my time. Like it was so dope just to be able to get out of the office for a couple of days and just a whole different city, a whole different setting. Like I've never been to Chicago, you know, but everything happened quick. Like I landed in Chicago and I had to get to Madison, Wisconsin. So, you know, I didn't get a chance to sightsee or even try a deep dish pizza. <laughs> so kind of disappointed in that, but hey, it was all gravy. Like we went out there, um, we had a good time, you know, got some good food, some good dinner, some good people, some good company. Like it was just awesome, you know, and I'm, again, I'm very fortunate and I'm very blessed that, you know, I work for a company that actually does genuinely care about the individuals that we serve. You know, notice that I said that the individuals that we serve, you know, it's not the other way around. You know, I was talking to a lady on a plane and she was talking to like, you know, wait, we have behavioral health that do that? She's like, I've never heard of a company doing that. And I'm like, exactly. That's what separates Blue Sage from any other organization out there. You know, we genuinely do care and we know we do things out of the ordinary. Like in all honesty, I don't know of any other behavioral health organization that would actually go that extra mile, literally a couple thousand miles to go speak on behalf of somebody that's in our program. You know, that, that's unheard of, but you know, Blue Sage allowed it to happen. And you know, good news, you know, my boy, he did not get sentenced to jail time, but rather, you know, I pointed out to the court that, you know, if he if you guys want him to do jail time why not sentence him to complete 
you know, six months to a year in our program. You know, why are you gonna disrupt his recovery? Why are you gonna disrupt the path that he is on right now by placing him behind bars? You know, he's doing great. Like we have a program that offers so much. We have a workforce program to help acclimate him back into independence. You know, we can set him up with a job, get him established, you know, we'll do our best to get him on the right path. And you know, so far he's been putting into work. Like how and why would you want to disrupt that? And, you know, I pointed out like, you know, what our program offers and all the services that we're able to provide. And, you know, I know something sparked in them because they said, yes, let's go that route. Let's go that route. So, you know, it was a win. It was awesome. But, you know, I had to leave right after court, literally catch a bus all the way back to Chicago, straight to the airport, made it in time with like 15 minutes to spare before we started boarding, got on, flew back, and I got back into the city of Phoenix maybe around 7 p.m. I still made it to the gym because I don't know if y'all know, but I entered in this six-week tone-up challenge. And, you know, I heard about it on Facebook and it's happening in downtown Phoenix. So I was like, you know what? Hey, let me do this for myself. Let me try it out. So I went there, got some information and I signed up that same day. But it's $600 to put up front. It was $600. And the challenge is I have to, you know, complete, you know, three live sessions with a personal trainer. I have a meal plan that they provide and it only allots me 1500 calories. You know, it was kind of designed for me based on my body composition. So that's what they um, gave me. I have an app to track all my workouts. You know, when I'm not with the personal trainer, I have to do my own workouts, which is awesome because, you know, I have been going to the gym steadily before that. So I'm like, hey, you know what? I got this and I've been sticking to it. And, you know, I'm seeing changes in my body that I am totally digging. And I'm just like, all right, like this is working. But I did a body scan. Um, two weeks ago and the challenge is i have to lose 20 pounds or five percent body fat and let me tell you in two weeks i lost to six percent body fat so i'm like i know i'm on the right path you know i know i'm doing it up right but there was that thought that stinking thinking that kind of crept in and was like hey you know what you, you, you know, you're already going to get your $600 back. You know, why not cheat a little? Why not indulge in, you know, some of the good stuff, you know, go hit up a buffet, McDonald's, whatever, you know. And for those of y'all that know me on a personal level, my favorite thing is ice cream, ice cream and cheesecake. And I'm like, <laughs> go treat yourself to some ice cream right now. <laughs> but, you know, I have to combat that. Like I have to reinforce, you know what? My journey in this six week tone up challenge is not done. So I gotta keep putting in the work. And for me, you know, it's just overcoming that stinking thinking, you know, I reaffirm myself. You know, when those thoughts, whether it be about food, about, you know what, hey, take take today off, you know, you're pushing yourself, et cetera, et cetera, or even, you know, negative thinking about my day, something's going wrong, you know, my workload is a little bit too much and those negative thoughts, you know, come in or I have a complaint, you know, 
I try my best to reaffirm myself, you know, switch up my thinking. And this has helped me in so many situations. Like, you know what, instead of talking down and, you know, yeah, instead of talking down to myself and plaguing with those negative thoughts, why not reaffirm myself and remind myself that, yo, I'm a child of God. I am strong. I am confident. I am bold. I can handle anything that comes my way because I have already been through so much. Like this ain't nothing. No matter what the situations may come or whatever the thoughts may be, you know, I try to switch it up. I try to switch it up as best as I can. And I'm going to tell you that it does take practice. It takes a lot of practice. You know, I have those moments when I find myself kind of um, tripping out on the past, the coulda, woulda, shouldas, you know, what could have been, etc. And, you know, that's a place where I find myself at moments you know i don't know if i find comfort there or if it's called daydreaming what it is but sometimes i'll get stuck there or sometimes you know i'll future trip like i'll get stuck and thinking like okay you know what i gotta get this done i gotta get that done how am i gonna do this okay if i go to wisconsin what am i gonna do what am i gonna say in front of the judge etc etc you know i got you know i'm making a move you know how is my life gonna be if i live out there you know if i move what you know just so much and it causes all that anxiety and that uncomfortability so what I do is I do my best to pull myself back into the present, pull myself back into the now. And again, that's me reaffirming myself. So when I find myself kind of getting stuck in the past or jumping into the future, like I just tell myself like, you know, what thought will come next? And for me, what that does is it switches up my mind. Like, you know, just knowing like, I guess the best way to say it would be is, you know what, I tell my mind, like, you know what, I know you're thinking too much right now. Like, what thought will come next? And then my mind just kind of pauses right there. And then in that little moment of clarity, I'm back in the present. And I tell myself, I am a child of God. I am strong. I am confident. I am bold. I can handle any situation that will come my way, come whatever may I can get through it. And again, that pulls me back into the present because, you know, I ain't got no, I ain't got no business back in the past and I ain't got no, I got, I ain't got no business in the future because I don't know what that's going to look like. So, you know, all I can do is just control how I react in the present. You know, I'm either going to be proactive or reactive and I'd rather be proactive. That meaning like, you know, Hey, if I'm driving down the freeway and I get a flat tire, you know, I want to be able to just pull off. Luckily, I know how to change a tire, switch it up and get going instead of being reactive where I'm pulled off and I'm complaining about, oh, this is this person's fault. You know, it's because of this day. They, they, the city needs to clean the freeway, etc., etc. Like, no, there's a difference between reactive and proactive. And I want to be the type of individual that is proactive. I want to be proactive in the present. I want to be proactive in my life. And I feel like I have been doing my best to be proactive you know i'm making changes in my life i'm making changes in my life that i want to see and it all started off with getting clean and sober and for me the way i got clean and sober was you know for those of y'all that don't know my story or have not heard my story 
but I got into recovery on August 26, 2019. You know, I was heavy in my meth usage during this time and literally both feet were swollen and I'm talking swollen and they looked like huge stuffed animals down there like I had never seen my feet nor my ankles like that huge like they couldn't fit inside a shoe like they were just so huge and of course me being the tweaker that I was like you know I still kept moving I still kept moving to go pick up my drugs to go walk around because I couldn't sit still and what mess or what was trippy about that or funny I should say is that you know I found some crutches in an alleyway and I was using those like you know who does that who does that oh yes you know I did that but you know come to find that I had heart failure I had heart failure because of all the meth that I was consuming and again I was very heavy in my meth usage during that time so my heart actually failed and started to not be strong enough to pump fluid through my body which is why all the fluid went down to my feet and stayed there so come to find you know um i get to a hospital and they tell me that you know my heart is working at 20 percent of what it should be and i'm 29 at the time and I just remember being attached to all these machines like these they stuck all these things all over my body and the nurse that was working on me she was getting mad at me and I was just like I'm tired like I want to go to sleep she's like no you stay up you stay up like you know how could you let this happen to yourself you know you're so young and I didn't I didn't grasp it like I was just like whoa okay like you know I just lay there and I'm like so I can't go to sleep but anyways, they did what they had to do and I ended up falling asleep. I woke up upstairs in a room and I remember the doctor coming in and just kind of telling me, all right, Mr. Key, you got two options. You know, one, you can continue your meth usage and you're gonna be dead in less than 30 days or you can stop right now and prevent any further damage from happening to your heart. And he walks out. You know, one thing that I thought about during that time was just, man, this is all my fault. Like, I did this to myself. I'm the reason why I'm in this hospital bed. I'm the reason why my heart is pretty messed up right now. I'm the reason why all of this is happening. It's nobody else. It ain't my drug dealer's fault. It ain't, you know, my mama's fault. It's nobody's fault but my own. And I just sat there and, you know, I, I'll admit it. I was scared. I was scared because, you know, as much as I would like to say I was a badass during my addiction, I did not want to die. I honestly did not want to die. And that was where my mind went. So I did the first thing that came to mind. I apologized to myself. I owned up to everything. I accepted that I was the reason why I was there. I was the reason I did this to myself. Kendall, like you did this to yourself. You're the reason why that your heart has failed. You took all the drugs, you know, you started drinking, you made all the choices. And once I forgave myself, I prayed. You know, I didn't know how, I didn't know exactly what that would look like, but I started out with, dear God, 
I apologize for everything that I have done to this vessel that you have blessed me with. You know, I said I apologize for destroying it and just allowing all of this to happen to it. I apologize for all the drugs that I've let into my body, all the people that I've allowed into my body, all the things I've done with my body. Like, I apologize about that. And I remember, like, the tears just started flowing and I oddly got this sense of comfort. Like I got this comfort that just settled within myself, within my soul. And at that moment, I just absolutely knew that everything was gonna be okay. I had, there was no doubt about that in my mind. And maybe a day or two later, my drug dealer's wife actually visited me in the hospital and she was the only person to do so. She comes in and starts telling me about how she's been clean for over a year and I need to look into getting clean. Like I need to get clean. She's like, you know, you can't go back out in the streets, not like this. And she started making all these phone calls talking about, okay, yeah, you know, he's American Indian, this is the insurance that he has, etc., etc. No place um, wanted me. No place accepted the insurance that I had. So she called somebody at CPS and they hooked her up with a guy named Philip. A guy named Philip who knew Kevin. Now, Kevin at the time was, you know, working at uh, Behavioral Health. He got in touch with me, told me, you know, we can go ahead and get you into residential treatment. And I'm like, all right, you know, just so that way um, my drug dealer's wife would leave me alone. Like, yes, I'll go. So, you know, I had no intention in going. I really didn't but maybe two days later I get a I get a text from a lady named Kat and she's like where are you at I'm gonna go and pick you up and I was like oh dang like okay so I gave the address and sure enough within the half an hour she was outside and I almost didn't go I seriously wanted to turn my phone off like I really did but I had no other choice like my back was up against the wall I was in a corner and it just came down to you know what I really do need to do this for myself I need to do this for myself because I don't want to die like I left the hospital attached to a defibrillator just to make sure that I didn't go into a lethal rhythm or my heart didn't stop should I go into a lethal rhythm or should my heart stop this defibrillator would shock me back to life essentially that is what they told me did it ever get there no it didn't you know glory to god for that but i entered residential treatment and again i was just going through the motion i was just going through the motion and you know i remember my first aa or na meeting it was at a place called recovery and beyond in mesa arizona and I'm sitting there listening to these people open up about, you know, their problems, their drug usage, you know, their background. And I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, like, you know, I ain't that bad. I'm not as bad as them. Those were like literally my thoughts. You know, I was being judgmental. And, you know, I was just kind of sitting there closed-minded and my defibrillator went off. My defibrillator went off saying battery low battery low battery low and it started beeping and i'm just like oh my gosh and i don't know how this machine works because it's day one with it and i'm trying to push all these buttons 
and that was like a wake-up call for me because like you know how can i say i'm not as bad as the individuals that were in that room at that moment when i was the only one with the defibrillator in that room at that moment and after that you know things just kind of stuck things just kind of stuck i started opening up i started sharing during meetings and next thing you know i was definite like i had that um definitive i'm doing this for me like you know 30 days turned into 90 days 90 days turned into six months and you know eight months into it you know i get my apartment i get my apartment and you know i am just so fortunate so blessed and you know i entered that apartment you know um with nothing but a bed luckily the company i was working for bought me a bed hooked me up with um the deposit that i needed they said you know what you come up with this much and then we'll pay the rest so that pushed me to save that pushed me to save and manage the money that i was getting and you know we made it happen we made it happen i call that place home for the past two and a half years and it is so crazy you know just to have been able to been like you know what it's time for me to move on like this apartment has served its purpose and yeah it was a huge blessing it's been a huge blessing you know just to have a place that i could call my own and again you know this is only because i chose to get clean and i chose i'm still choosing to live a life clean and sober but most of all i'm choosing a life to walk with jesus to walk with god you know for those of y'all that are into the 12-step program i chose a life with my higher power and you know it has just been an amazing journey you know life is just absolutely beautiful regardless of you know the heartbreaks that happen the pains that happen the emotional uh damages you know the the trauma that is still within myself that you know i'm letting out you know despite all of that like you know it's amazing that i still f take moments and i still have those moments of clarity to pause and see how beautiful life is because truth be told anytime i wake up in the morning clean and sober i am blessed regardless anytime i wake up in the morning i am blessed you know i'm very fortunate that i am able to get out of bed that i don't have a pacemaker let alone i'm not attached to that defibrillator anymore you know i have so many blessings and so many things to be thankful for and you know I remind myself of that that is another way that i get i pull myself out from the negative the stinking thinking from the past or the future tripping it's just i remind myself you know i practice that gratitude just switching up my thoughts switching up my thinking and you know for me it helps having that attitude of gratitude has just gotten me through so many situations pulled me out of so many um future trips or past thoughts and you know so i encourage you if you find yourself in the past or tripping out about the future 
try switching up your thinking switch it up because once you have that attitude of gratitude i guarantee that it will pull you back into the now because you have so many blessings you are so blessed in so many ways you know sometimes you get so caught up you know you're so busy that you forget you forget to pause and you forget to notice how blessed you truly are regardless of your situation regardless of what's going on in your life take a moment pause and count your blessings because they're there you know you don't want to look back and realize that you missed them all you know i think that would be the worst but yeah you know in the next episode i want to talk about finding self-worth so you know yeah think about self-worth because i want to talk about that next week all right what does self-worth look like to you and do you need to switch up your thinking if you find yourself in the past or the future and how do you do that what are some ways that you pull yourself back into the present moment I just want to say thank you for joining me again. My name is Kendall Key. This is the Recovery Meth Podcast. Deuces. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.